Go ahead and take your Bibles out and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we are going to continue in our series. Jesus said, what? Jesus said, what? Okay, that's kind of where we're going. Jesus said, what? Uh, I'm going to read the passage that we're going to study tonight, and then I want to show you kind of the reaction people had, because they had the reaction of Jesus said, what? Let's read in Matthew chapter 6. The Bible says, take heed... Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 5. We're starting in verse 5. I'm getting ahead of myself. Verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, listen up when it says, but thou, okay? But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking." Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. We're here in, the, uh, in this Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus teaches a lot of things in the Sermon on the Mount. A lot that when, when it was heard, it was the first time that it was being heard, and it was shocking to people. Uh, when you get to the end of the sermon, I want to hop there. Look at the reaction of the people in Matthew 7. It's probably the next page over in your Bible. Verse 28, Jesus is teaches. If you have red words, you see all these red words, and you get to the end of the red words, and it says, verse 28 of chapter 7, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished. At his doctrine. That word astonished is the word struck. Uh, it's, it has the idea of they're struck with amazement. They heard it and it just hit them. Wow. What? Jesus said, what? Listen, verse 29 says they, were, or it says, they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. If you know about the scribes, they did scribe stuff. They wrote the Word of God, okay? Uh, the scribes were the writers. And he said, you know what? The scribes can write the Word of God, and they can kind of share what they're writing down. But this guy, Jesus, whom we know to be God in, in human flesh, Jesus spoke as one with the authority. He spoke as not only, not as a scribe that just wrote the words of God, he spoke as God himself, as the author of the words. And so that's where we're going to. We're going to be talking about prayer tonight. Uh, I, want, I want to share with you four reminders from the passage on prayer. Uh, sometimes prayer can be this uh, confusing subject. We are reading a book. Uh, we are studying it together in our men's group on Saturday. It's called Prayer, Asking, and Receiving. It's been very helpful. But through our conversations, it's obvious that prayer is something we don't always do as much as we know that we should. Another thing about prayer is that we don't always know how we should do it, right? 
And, and then we're wondering, well, how do I get my prayers answered? And so we're going to go back not to a scribe, but to the one that the Bible said has authority and see what he said about prayer. Can we do that? And before we get started, we should probably pray. All right, let's pray. Father, we ask uh, specifically tonight that you would help us to understand your words. God, you said this a long time ago, and you've, it's been recorded in Scripture for our benefit. And we pray tonight that you'd show us what it means. Help us to get the meaning and help us to get understanding. And God, I pray that what it is you want us to know about prayer, that we would incorporate that into our life and that you'd help us. And I, I pray for anybody tonight that's discouraged, that needs encouragement. I ask just this, your word would meet those needs and they'd be encouraged this evening. And God, we just thank you so much for your word. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I want to show you really two things that prayer is not about. Kind of, kind of summarize here. And then I, after that, I want to show you two things that prayer is all about. Okay? Two things prayer is not about. Two things prayer is all about from this passage here. Let me go back and, ver- and read verse 5. You ready? Here we go. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. Um, There's a very strong command here, okay? Uh, We can go all the way back to uh, the uh, Ten Commandments and we hear the thou shalt nots, right? These are commands. These are not necessarily suggestions, They're not something that, hey, consider this. This is a command. Jesus is issuing command that his people pray this way, or they don't pray this way. He says, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Do you know what a hypocrite is? Don't look around at anybody. That might give it away. Uh, no, a hypocrite is an actor. A hypocrite in this time was uh, mainly the Pharisees. Uh, they had some other groups there that were hypocrites. But the word hypocrite is the word actor. Uh, back in Jesus' day, there were religious actors, okay? They were people that on the outside, in the public view, looked like they had it all together, They looked like they had everything right. They did what good people do. They did what Christian people did, or in that case, uh, what the Jewish people did. Uh, These were hypocrites, though. Jesus said, listen, you, those of you that are my people, don't do what the hypocrites do, okay? Here's what they did. It says that the hypocrites love to pray, okay, that's a good thing, right? Loving to pray. But they love to pray standing in the synagogues. And they love to pray in the corners of the streets that they might be seen of men. They, they were known uh, by, out, on the outside appearance that they, these were guys that were prayers. These were people that they were good at it too. You know, it's not that they just prayed a lot, but they were good at praying. And they, they loved to do it publicly so all could see them. Um, number one, if, you, if you're taking notes, what prayer is not about, prayer is not about me. Prayer is not about me. Jesus is issuing a command to avoid this hypocritical way of praying, to pray like the hypocrites do. 
Um, I want to read you a passage, and you can turn there if you want or follow on the screen. It's in Luke chapter 18, uh, verse number 9. Luke 18, verse 9. It's kind of an illustrative story. Another time Jesus was teaching, and he, he kind of showed us this. It says, And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Meaning there were some men that they thought they were doing it right. And so he's going to teach them something. Two men went up into the temple to pray. How many of you agree prayer, good thing? Prayer, good thing? All right, we're going the same direction. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee. Pharisee. The other, a publican. A Pharisee was one that studied God's word at the time. A Pharisee was one that knew all the laws. They knew what was right. They knew what was wrong. The publican, uh, as pastor even referenced, the publican this morning was uh, the tax collector, the person that, in, on public opinion, wasn't liked. Okay, not a good guy. Didn't know the law. Didn't have it all together. This is Jesus is teaching here. He says the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Then he says, and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. See, the goal of the hypocrite back in Matthew chapter 6 was to be seen of men. What did they want? They wanted visibility, right? They, they, they were praying in a, in a public place. Because in their heart, they really wanted people to notice that they were praying. Maybe they were praying for good things. Maybe they were praying right prayers. But their intention was that people would notice their praying. They want visibility. They want recognition. They want others to know who they were. The Pharisees. These are the prayer warriors. These are the people that are always praying. These are the prayers. They wanted to be seen for their correct religious actions. But Jesus condemns uh, these hypocrites. And here's what he said. The end of verse number five, back in Matthew six, he said, uh, verily or truly, or mark it down, I say unto you, they have their reward. What is their reward? People saw them, right? Right? Y'all with me? They're praying. Their reward wasn't necessarily their prayer got answered or that they get great blessings from God. Their, their reward was, listen, they're in their heart, their motive was to be seen and in their religious action on the outside. Uh, they were seen by men and that was all that they got was that they were seen by men. Um, I don't know about you, but when I pray, I would like my prayers to be answered, Right? Uh, we're, we're asking God for something and we're wanting to receive, right? Uh, ask and it shall be given unto you. You know, you seek and you find, you knock and it's opened. But these men, because they were hypocrites, because they were simply acting, 
You know, when you act, it's like you put on a mask. You put on the Christian mask. And honestly, sometimes we all are guilty of this. When we come to church, we know what's right to say. We know when it's right to pray. We know when it's right to amen. We know when it's right to show up for something. But we need to check our motives because Jesus makes it clear that prayer is not about me. We should be very cautious, according to this passage, uh, about any religious action that we do in order to be seen. We need to be cautious about acting Christian. You know, we have kids, and uh, sometimes when you're out in public, you just want your kids to act right. You know, I don't even care if they're really right on the inside sometimes. I just want you to, like, be quiet in the store. <laughs> you ever, have you ever been with me? Those of you that with kids? You, it's not about, sometimes you're expecting your kids to act right just because it's right. Just do it. But when it comes to prayer, when it comes to prayer, we don't just pray because it's the right thing to do. Uh, yes, we pray. Thank you, Mark. Um, maybe we should schedule Mark to preach one day. Uh, so, uh, all right, hold, hold on so I can finish my message, please. Um, See, prayer is not something we do uh, so that we can be seen. And it's not something we do just because we're acting. Uh, This is what these guys did. They were hypocrites. They acted like they had it all together, but really they did not. They were not sincere. So Jesus, very clear in in verse 5, prayer is not about me. It's not. I want us to skip verse 6 because I'm going to come back to it. And I want us to go to verse 7. Verse number 7, the Bible says, Jesus says, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. If you're taking notes, here's number two. Number one was prayer is not about me. Jesus made that very clear. It's not about us being seen. But the second thing prayer is not about, prayer is not about how. Prayer is not about how. Let me explain. He, Jesus says that when, when you pray, God's people, you're not to use vain repetitions. Now, what in the world is vain repetitions? Okay, we need to figure out what that is if we're not supposed to use it. Vain repetitions, uh, if you want to use other words to describe that, means empty phrases. It means uh, meaningless prayers. It, it means uh, empty words that are repeated, okay? Vain repetitions, But he says, don't use these because this is what the heathen do. Uh, The heathen, in the Bible, you see it many times. You see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New. Those are people without God, okay? But think of what was going on in Jesus' time. Who were the heathen? There were many uh, that followed uh, Greek gods and those type of things. And that was their idea that there were many types of God. Uh, The main idea of prayer and sacrifice among pagans of that time was to appease gods so that they could go on with their life. Uh, See, they had to be careful to make sure that they took care of all the gods, that they checked all the right boxes. They they addressed this god and that god, and they said the right words because they was kind of like a good luck charm. Uh, And and that's the the best way I could illustrate it, is that I've got to pray this prayer and pray to this god and say this thing and do this thing because I want to make sure that us and that impersonal god, we're okay, all right? Jesus is saying, listen, we're not going to do that. We're not going to use vain repetitions as the heathen do. It says they think they're going to be heard for their much speaking. 
Let me put this into plain language. Prayer is not about how. Um, This means that we don't have to worry about saying the right things. Um, it's, It's not about... Oh, God, I don't know if you're going to answer that because I don't know if I worded that quite right. Some of you have difficulty praying because you're wondering, oh, I, I, don't, I don't, just don't do this as good as Pastor Tony does this, or I just don't do this as good as so-and-so does this. Prayer is not about how. It's not about vain repetitions. It's not about much speaking. Uh, sometimes we hear people in church or we've seen people, and they just they pray good. I mean, they're, they, you hear a prayer, and you're like, that was a good prayer. Well, it's not about me. It's not about being seen, okay? It's not about that person. And it's not about how either. The flowery language, the, uh, the idea that they use bigger words does not mean it's a better prayer, okay? Are you with me? The, the way that you pray, the amount of time, obviously, that you pray is not an issue. Jesus said they think they're going to be heard for their much speaking, the amount of their speaking, Sometimes we think, oh, if only I would spend another 10 minutes in prayer, then maybe God would answer that. God is not timing you when you pray. He's not. An hour of prayer versus 30 minutes of prayer doesn't earn you yes faster, okay? It's very important because time is not what God's emphasizing here. Um, Have you ever prayed an empty, repetitious phrase? before? These, these vain repetitions? Anybody think that maybe you've done this before? It's okay. I'm putting both hands up. Uh, how many of you pray usually before you eat? Yeah. Okay. Some of you don't. That's okay. You're really hungry. Okay. Um, but we pray. And have you ever caught yourself when you, you're like, I want to eat this food? Whether, you know, how many of you have been to this place that's called like Bibibop or Bibibop or Bibbidibop, you know, whatever you want to call it? It's an Asian grill. It's like an Asian chipotle. Listen, you get into a place like that, and you get your bowl, uh, and you get all the toppings on there, and it looks good, and you put your yum-yum sauce on it, and you put your teriyaki sauce on it, and you're sitting, and it's there in front of you, and, and you're hungry, really hungry, uh, because you've been working at church all day or something like that, and, and you're just there, and you want to eat this food. Sometimes the reason that you're praying because you feel like you have to pray, all right? And sometimes you pray the same thing every time you go to, go to eat. You know, you've got the prayer down, and you'll catch yourself praying, and you don't even know what you're asking, asking God for. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for this food. I uh, pray you keep us safe. Amen. Or something like that. I don't even know, because it just happens. That is a really good example of vain repetitions, okay? Now, I, we're going to learn here what prayer is all about, and it's going to be all about the heart. But uh, we need to be sure that we are heeding Jesus' command. Uh, he says, don't use vain repetitions. Don't, use, don't repeat empty phrases. It's, it's uh, about the emptiness of what you're praying. Don't do that. Um, realize, I think you should take heart. Because if you say, God, I need to pray more. I want to pray more. I, I want you to take heart that God is not grammar checking you. He's not spell checking you. Uh, he's not, there's none of this how to pray. It, it's not about that. Listen to this. The Bible says in Romans eight twenty six, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought. 
Have you ever been to the point where you just don't know how to say it, what to say, even if you're praying in the will of God, but you just know you need something? Have you ever been there? Listen, it's not about how, because even when you don't know what, you don't know what to pray for, you don't know if it's really in God's will, the Bible says even in those times, the Holy Spirit that lives inside you prays for you. It says, but the Spirit maketh, the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When we don't know how or we don't think we're doing it right, God is praying on our behalf, okay? It's not about how. You have to realize that. Take heart in that. It's, it's not about how. So what is prayer all about? Let's go back to verse number six. So verse number five, we learn that prayer is not about me. We're not to be like the hypocrites. We're not to pray uh, because we're acting Christian. We're not to pray because we want somebody to know we're praying or because we, we want people to see us. But here's what we should do. Verse number six. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. You say, what is this all about? There's, I heard a closet, I heard secrets, you know, what's this talking about? Follow me here. The hypocrites pray to be seen of men. Hypocrites, they're acting. See, when God's people pray, he's, he's making a point here that you don't pray acting, you don't pray seeking recognition. You come to God with a sincere heart. Right, my third point is that prayer is all about your heart. So what is this closet business all about? Um, let me ask you a question. Does anybody in here actually have a special place in their home that you pray. It'd be pretty cool to know. Yeah? Raise your hand high. It's okay. I'm, you're, not, you're not like the Pharisees. I'm asking you. Uh, it's good. Um, so he says, listen to what Jesus said. Enter into thy closet. Well, what's that about? He says, when you get in your closet, you're supposed to shut the door. When you shut the door, you're supposed to pray to your father. The best that I could get out of this to explain to you how to do that in today's language in a closet, no one's there watching you. You realize if you're praying in a location where nobody can see you, this is because you have a personal relationship with God. He, he keeps comparing these Pharisees, the hypocrites. He's talking about the heathen. And then he talks about, but you, the disciples, the followers. He says, listen, you're different because you have a personal relationship with God. We have to come to God with a sincere heart. There was a quote I read. It was very great. It says, what a man is on his knees before God, that he is and nothing more. What a man is on his knees before God, that he is and nothing more. When you enter into a closet, maybe it's your bedroom, maybe it's your office, maybe it's your car, uh, a special place of prayer. You enter there. It doesn't happen on accident. I know that. No one ever ends up praying on accident. But it says a few things about you. Coming to God in private says this. It says that you believe that God is real. 
Something that stands out about a person, see, somebody that prays in public doesn't necessarily tell me that they believe as God is real. They're wanting recognition. But if you go and you spend time with God all by yourself, it tells me that you believe that there is a God and he's there. Here's something else it tells me. It says that you're humble before God. Listen, uh, there, there's a posture in prayer. I, I believe prayer can be done, you know, down on your knees. Uh, I believe that prayer can be bowing down. You can sit down and pray. But when you go somewhere specifically on purpose to talk with God, it tells me you know that he's real, but it shows humility. It shows that your heart is right before God. No man comes to God. Uh, it, well, let me say this. It's difficult to come to God when there's something in your life that's keeping you not humble. Maybe there's a sin or there's an attitude of rebellion. But when a man comes to God sincerely to pray, it shows humility. But here's what it also shows. It shows that you believe God and you have faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 6, Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is impossible to please God unless we believe that he is God. And then the second half of that verse says, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Compare that to verse number six. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. This idea that we must have faith in God, it's shown very clearly when we pray. When we pray, we're believing that God can do something about what we're praying for, right? He can answer the prayer. We we have a confidence in that, and we believe that, and that's what this closet is all about. So, let me just question you and ask so you can think about it for a second. When was the last time you prayed in secret? Maybe this. Do you ever have prayer requests that you tell to God only and no one else? Why would we take a prayer request to God only all by myself. And that leads us to our fourth point, and here's why. Because prayer is all about your Father. Prayer is all about your Father. Do you know that you have a very, very huge privilege when you personally pray to God? Look in the Scriptures, what the Bible says in verse number 8. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 8. It says, be not ye therefore like unto them, the heathen, people without God. Why? Because your Father knows, knoweth what things you have need of before ye ask him. There's this common theme all through the Sermon on the Mount. God, Jesus constantly references your Father, your Father, your Father. Listen, prayer is not about you, okay? It's not about you. It's not about how, but it is all about your heart. And it is all about the Father that you have, the person that you're praying to. Um, the, the, the teaching here is that you have a Father. Listen to this. Your Father, 
the one that you got when you received Jesus as Savior, he is the one who owns everything. He is the creator of all. Not only that, he has the authority to move things around. Uh, Things from people's hearts to the weather to uh, what's going on in government to uh, anything that can be on your mind. God has the power and the authority to move it around. He's able to do all and you have the ability to go to him on your own. So why would I have a prayer request that I wouldn't tell someone else, that that I I would tell God only and not anyone else? Listen, I've seen it here at church, and uh, I just just have to say, and I have to wonder why. There are people, and I'm not going to name anybody, but honestly, I've done this myself. Something is wrong in your life with your family. Maybe it's a financial need. There's a crisis, and you're like, I've got a crisis. I've got a crisis. And you know what you do? The first thing, the, the first response is, let me tell everybody else about my crisis. I've got to tell my life group leader. I've got to tell my pastor. I've got to tell my friend. I've got to tell the person at the desk. I've got to tell whoever about this need. I've got a need in my life, and I need everyone else to pray for me. I've watched people come to Pastor Tony. Pastor Tony, pray for me like he's got magic sauce. We don't. The, it's not about us. It's about your father. And that's why he says to go in a closet and pray to your father, which is in secret. Because when you come to Pastor Tony, you come to a man. When you come to your friend, you come to a person. They they can't fix your problem. Do you know what they're going to do? You got to think this through. They're going to go to the father. But you have access all on your own to go to God by yourself. And the Bible has a clear promise But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. Maybe you need to, before you go to others with your prayer request, pray about it yourself. Because you have just as much access as a pastor does. There is no person in this world that has more access to God than you. Hebrews 4.16 tells us, Let us, therefore, Come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Uh, on addition to that, 1 Peter 2.9 says, 1 Peter 2.9, but ye, it's you, he's talking to the church, people in the church, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The phrase I want to key on there is you are a royal priesthood. It used to be that there were special people. I mean, they were really special. They, got, they had a special job. They got to eat special food. They got to do special things. They were the only ones that got to go to God with needs. They were the priests. Do you know what? Once Jesus died and he was buried and he rose from the dead, he made it possible so that every person would be a believer priest. We teach it as the priesthood of the believer, okay? If you ever hear that, the priesthood of the believer means you don't have to go to a person to go to God. You don't have to go to Pastor Tony. You don't have to pray with somebody. You can take your requests straight to God all by yourself. And there's just as much power if not more power in that than asking someone to pray for you. Do you understand? You have an ability. You have a privilege to go to the Creator at any given time. The Bible says to come boldly, to make your request known. And that's something that we can do. Does that make sense?
I want to finish with what this says here. Verse number eight. Uh, Be not ye therefore like unto them. Listen to this. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. In this time when he's comparing not to pray like the heathen or the pagans, their gods were impersonal. You couldn't talk to their gods. Many times their gods were immoral. Their gods didn't even do best by their people and how their stories are told. But we go to a God that is perfect. We go to a God that cares about us. We go to a God that knows what we need before we ever go to him. For some reason, he delights that we go to him. I hope this is encouraging to you. Prayer is not about me. When I say that, I, I, I made these points in a way that you can say them. Prayer's not about you. Prayer's not about me. It's not about me acting a certain way. That's not going to get my prayer answered. It's not about me getting recognition for my praying. And that goes with any religious action that we do, our service in the church. Whether we pray, whether we witness, whether we clean toilets or bathrooms or whatever we do, whether we teach, it's not about me. It's not. It's not about how. Take heart that God doesn't expect you to have all the right words to say. And when you don't have the right words to say, the Holy Spirit's going to pray for you. But it is all about your heart. And it is all about your father.